It's a timeless story of motherly love and heavy machinery. And this week, we're going to tell you all about it. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right. Well, here we are. We're still doing it. We've we've made it <laughs> into four weeks. We didn't quit immediately. Yeah. So welcome to Behind the Gorilla, episode yeah. four. And uh, if you've listened to any of our other three, we're sorry. If you're listening to this one, we well, apologize. Setting the bar really high here. But uh, we hope you find some sort of enjoyment out of listening to us talk about the crazy side of professional wrestling. I know we. We enjoy talking about it because it's not something you normally would talk about with people. Yeah. And I like it, you know, I like trying to approach it as a more, you know, for casual fans because a lot of this stuff I had never heard of until I look it up or I've heard of, but I look into (laughs) in more detail. Right. And I like to think of it, I think I've said this a few times, as this is the show for all the things that like you hope your friends don't see when they see you watching wrestling. That's a good, maybe we should change the tagline to that. For everything you don't want people to see yeah. about the world of wrestling. We explain it for you, so just send your friends here, right? <laughs> and we'll get to it eventually. And we try and find some sort of positive out of some of the That's weird true. stuff. That's for true. Sure. I mean, we did with the last episode in David Arquette. We did, there and are I was some not positives. that. There are some positives yeah. to everything in wrestling. Whether it's just we pure, terrible enjoyment. Yeah. But it's all about entertainment, you know? Anyway, we didn't get a chance because we had to record the other episodes back-to-back because we couldn't record last week. So we didn't do a current segment. So we're going to do our pop and flop for uh, for this week. So Harris, what are you, what was your what right. was your flop for this week? Oh, we'll, start, we'll start with negatives. All right, all right. I'm going to go with something that I'm kind of on the fence about, and I hope I can take this back in future episodes, but it's got to be Sasha and Bailey right now. And I really? feel like in the past I've said... Really? Because, now, here's the thing, and you might even be able to talk me out of this, but it, it's so clearly there. And I realize there's kind of a slow burn going on, but I don't understand why this late in the game, and this is assuming that they're going to fight at WrestleMania. Maybe they're not, and it's it's just a slow burn. Yeah, this late in the game, they're still introducing Shades of Grey. I don't think that's necessary when you have something that works this well. Yeah. And normally, like I, there there are times where that works. Like if you have two people fight and you can see, okay, well, I kind of like this about this guy, and like both of the characters are great. That doesn't need to happen here. That's not what Bailey is. That's not what Bailey needs to be. You know, and I think you know, I think what they're trying to do, and the reason I might take this back is they're trying. You know, they're telling the story of Bailey being able to look out for herself and she's capable and she's tough and she can win some matches now but she's not just going to be naive anymore you know this is this right. happened this week on monday night raw sasha one bailey disavows sasha says i don't i don't want her out here helping me i have to do this on my own right sasha comes running out to make the save after she's getting beat down by absolution and then bailey says no no i'm not going to thanks but no thanks like i'm not gonna hug you we're not gonna celebrate this and leaves depending on where they go with this it might work and i saw there was a great gif set i saw where it's a side by side of the two of them in the ring now and back in nxt 
and in the NXT, it was right before, you know, their legendary feud, and Sasha goes for the hug and just slams her to the ground, starts kicking the crap out of her. Yeah. And they superimpose that over this time. Bailey says, no, 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 not this time. Like, she isn't going to give Sasha the window to turn heel on her or something. But I, I just, I feel it's like already it, happened. it muddies the waters a lot. Well, I yeah. don't think it has. Like, well, anything yeah. that happens in a match can't be a heel turn. Yeah. You know, like, well, Elimination yeah. Chamber, like, you can hint at it. And that's true, definitely what true, that was. True. She's like, hey, I, you know, that's them saying, hey, Sasha will put her own selfish ambition. Right. And, you know, and there's something that just eats at her, that Bailey is still, you know, better than her or can still hang with her, even though she's nice. That's a real dynamic that'll always exist between the two of them, you know? But turning on her in a match where it's every woman for herself, that's not a heel turn. True. And I that, thought... That, that, that's true. You know, there's going to be... When it happens, we're going to know it. And I'm just... I'm kind of disappointed it hasn't happened yet. Or they aren't continuing to, like, build the tension. Does that make yeah. sense? Instead, no, I, it's this weird, it. like, oh, well, now I thought Sasha was in the wrong, but now it looks like Bailey's kind of in the wrong. And, like, maybe she'll come out this week on Raw and... Yeah. explain it but right now i just feel like that's such an easy turn to make this is like 101 on how to like kill an angle yeah like because it because it, it, it takes honest, all the interest out of it honestly it's it's 50 50 booking yes. but characters instead yes. of matches which, which is, is honestly, even even worse. worse it's true and, yeah yeah and i'll touch on this a little bit more with my pop but it if you tell it well if you have good performers and everyone plays their role well it doesn't have to be complicated. That's one of the coolest things about wrestling. And if it's you want true. to tell it's us so a story simple. where we can understand like both characters involved, that's fine. But you don't you don't have to do it with Bailey Sasha. You definitely don't have to do it with the first time we've ever seen Bailey versus Sasha on the main stage. No, that's a fair point. I didn't even really I hadn't really thought about it. I'd gotten kind of annoyed with it and and I've it's definitely brought the interest down. I think it's like WWE thinks they're hyping it more but really it's the opposite yeah it's taking all the interest out of it well it's the same thing that ended up happening with the with the broken heart with the broken mat gimmick i mean it's similar that's a little different Mm because there were legal things about it but right it was dragged on for so long Mm -hmm. that then once it finally happened Mm -hmm. it lost a lot of impact that it could have had and i don't think it's bad a lot of people are crapping on that angle i don't think it's nearly as bad as i can save it with whatever happens at this yeah, why it and the, and I think, compound. and I think the character, the biggest thing is they're just not giving it enough anything. Yeah, they're just never they're not doing anything. That that's the biggest problem. But anyway, mm-hmm. that that's different. But yeah. but so I feel like that's kind of they're losing. Like once something does happen, there's there's going to be less of a reaction and more of a relief. You don't want there to be yeah. relief yeah. with with the end of an angle or with something coming to fruition. You want it to be uh, impact. Yeah. And that's a really good so point. So it's like, that's one thing. I just feel like they have this yeah. weird company tendency. And one of my flops is similar. Okay. With to just too. beat certain things into your head all the time. Yeah. It's part of what frustrates people about commentary is that they've constantly got to be plugging stuff. They have three or four like catchphrases or like words for people. You know, like Seth Rollins is the architect. He's the Kingslayer. Like people don't have... I've read pieces on this before. People don't have characters. They just kind of have nicknames. Yeah. And this is, uh, that that's a whole nother conversation it's I'm true. not trying to get into, but just simple storytelling. Why is this person doing what they're doing? And it's not that WWE doesn't do that. Sometimes they do, but when they do it, they do not like lean into it the right way. Yeah. Like 
in some ways they have such little faith in their audience and it's frustrating because they're just forcing got to make roman look strong roman's strong you get it you get it you get it no other like character traits or motivations are ever played up in the right way and i feel like that's this is the thing that really made it stand out to me because in my head i was like oh bailey's standing up for herself like she's not gonna take this anymore okay this this could potentially be interesting to see how sasha handles this right Corey graves immediately starts trying to sell it like it's bailey turning heel and I know, like, he's the heel announcer, and you're kind of trained to not listen to anything he says. But just have Michael Cole, like, give us the opposite opinion. Like, the point of the announcers, I feel like, when you're doing it well, is to play up the good guy's motivation and the bad guy's motivation. So you can clearly right. tell, without them having to use, like, a lot of really cheesy dialogue, the wrestlers themselves, what's happening. You know? Yeah. And I feel like they really... Somebody dropped the ball on this one. I don't know if it was him going too aggressive... There's a situation in which this plays out, and if they're going for a slow burn, like have Bailey and Sasha get back together, if they have Bailey like open up to Sasha again, and then Sasha hits her in the face with a chair or something like that, that I I, I might take this one back. I just think it's it's unnecessary right now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. What about you? What what really well, flopped for you? Well, there's two. One is a j- overall thing. One is SmackDown. Just in general, the SmackDown brand has yeah. been absolute trash. For oh, that fast lane now. was crazy last night, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I can't believe CM no, Punk came back and won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. But anyway, just SmackDown in general has been awful. It has just been. It's been. It, it was so good when it first went SmackDown Live, like two years ago, whenever mm-hmm. it was. It started off so strong. They had so many good characters, and then. It has just been so horribly booked recently. Like, you don't even know what's happening on the show. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's been consistent has been this awful Shane Daniel Bryan Shane thing. McMahon is kind of and a tool. Then this that is weird the recurring Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens thing that's mm-hmm. been dragged out way too long. And then they just kind of had the WWE champion, AJ Styles, just as a little addendum to all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You have a Royal Rumble winner who's been on the show like twice since he won the Royal Rumble. Which you've had him do nothing. Mm-hmm. Now he's been put in a throwaway match on flat on Fastlane, which should be fine. At I like the expense Rusev. of Rusev. True, the one man, guy who's actually too. over on the show right now. Yep. So the whole thing oh. has just the whole thing has just been a train wreck. I don't wreck. understand the women's division. Oh, oh man, this riot squad with Charlotte has been one of the worst things. Ever, everything in it has been. There's not one thing that's been like no, it's, good. It's tank. booking. I think wise. of like I think of AJ Styles, and this kind of goes back to what I was just saying. Like, what is AJ Styles like motivation as a character? Does he have any? Right every now, time I see him, no. it's just like the face that runs the place. He's not the smack in a house that AJ Styles built. He's it's not Smackdown, in any story. And we have line. AJ Styles. Please watch. Please, that's please why. watch it. Please, because they've given nothing. He's done nothing. No. He's not been in any feud. He's did this weird semi feud with Owens and Zayn yeah. thing, but and now he's and he's, that ballooned into him defending it against the entire roster. Right, he's been in no storyline, so there's no nothing for him and to you know do when you have Nakamura sitting right there. Why not just start the build? Because you know? they don't want to, and I don't know why. And this is my biggest flop: the John Cena promo on Raw. That was my biggest flop of the whole week. You talk about something that is just all around horrible from front to back. One, 
He did this big deal of I'm leaving Raw going to SmackDown because I don't have a path here. Mm -hmm. Goes to SmackDown, immediately cleanly pins your WWE champion after losing to everybody on Raw. Immediately comes over pins, gets put into the match. I didn't even think about that. Gets put into the match now, the title match. And then he... No, no, no. And then he doesn't come to SmackDown. He then goes to Raw again, even though he said he's going to SmackDown. Now he comes back to Raw, does a whole SmackDown promo on Raw... And then basically is just building something that wasn't even in my mind. I didn't even have now we're all scared John Cena being put into a triple threat mm-hmm. match with Nakamura in my and, and AJ in my mind. I would rather just see John Cena and Nakamura for the title than have it be a triple Absolutely. threat with that. Absolutely. That is the worst possible scenario for this whole thing. And I hadn't even thought about it until he put that in there. And WWE is dumb enough to do I, it. So now that was my biggest... Then he doesn't even show up on SmackDown. Here's the thing. They... This this is why we're scared, and we say this having not seen Smack uh, Fastlane yet. Right. So hopefully, sorry about that. You can just enjoy our ignorance. They so would this all is for nothing. This they would absolutely nothing. be dumb enough to do that. They would. Are they, would they smart enough. enough to make this a way for me to be okay with John Cena fighting the Undertaker? Like, will that, the sheer the problem. relief? I don't because think I didn't want. I don't want to see that. See, I don't, I don't care. That's fine with me. I would rather see that than see this triple threat. So now I'm back on board. Like, I'm hoping Undertaker shows up. Yeah. And I didn't think they could get me there. And I don't think they're smart enough to pull that off. <sighs> no, But if they are, I'd be impressed. Be. Because, like, it's, sometimes when you give them the least amount of credit, that's when they're, you know, like, they have figured out how to use Roman Reigns. Yeah. In, he, they figured out how to play into our expectations for Roman Reigns. That's what made right. the Rumble so good. Because yeah. when Nakamura toes up with him, you say, "Oh no, they, they would put him over here because they, they would. have in the past." Mm-hmm. I I wonder if they've started to learn how to do that with John Cena, and say, "Oh well, well, you know, we'll we've given them what they want, the smart fans, which is AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and now we're gonna like tease them with the idea of taking it away, so that when they get it, it'll be a bigger deal." I hope that's what's happening. It's very possible it's not. I don't. And the biggest reason why I don't like this, either way, because if it does happen, it's the worst thing they could have ever done in the world. But if it doesn't, it's like we talked about with Sasha and Bailey. They've now booked it to where if it does happen, it's less of a, wow, this is happening. And it's a relief. There's no You don't want it to be a relief. It ends with a whimper. You don't want, you don't want what you want to happen you, you don't want to see it happening as a relief of oh thank goodness they're doing this yeah. you like when nakamura won the rumble we all had that we yeah. were like yes they're doing this yeah. but now they're like wait 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 we might not be doing yeah, this that's... aj's gonna wrestle set of five other people and yeah. it might not and it's like why would you do that why would you take all the build for your biggest match like they watered and down destroy the it? Yeah, like, it, it's almost like they are so scared of this being the biggest thing at WrestleMania, and they so <laughs> just have to have, oh, they have to have Brock mm. and Roman, and they mm. have to have Ronda Rousey and Angle and Triple H. They have to have these be the only thing people care about, oh, man. that they don't want this to be the biggest thing. So that's the only thing I can I think of not. why they'd want to water it down. Yeah. And that's what it seems like they're doing. So that, think, that's the biggest thing. Man, Either way, regardless of if we get this match or not, they've already booked it bad. And it still can be great just because the two people involved are so good. They can still – and there's still enough time to make – it can still be good. Mm -hmm. It can still be good. But but they have significantly lessened how good it can be in my opinion. 
Um, With that, you want to transition into uh, pop? Yeah, we can do that real quick. Okay, yeah, so on the note of, you know, you don't have to get super complicated with it if you know what you're doing. Still really into Ronda Rousey. I think this is going to be one of the most solid stories they tell going into WrestleMania. I hope so. Because they aren't, they aren't overthinking it. And we still have a little bit of time. Like They might do some dumb stuff to like draw out the build because you can't have the actual match until WrestleMania. But right. to Stephanie McMahon's eternal credit, like the, the biggest problem with her is that she is so good at being a heel... But she never gets any comeuppance for it. There's never anybody to like take her down, hit her, bring mm-hmm. her down to size. And it, it like she's so good at that as Steph the performer that the fact that she's never had a rival or somebody who can really like bring her down a peg has really impacted a lot of people's opinion of Stephanie McMahon the person. Yeah. And people, you know, will say things like, Oh, well, she's just selfish. She wants to put herself over at the expense of every woman in the women's division, which you might have a case there, but if they brought Ronda Rousey in to elevate her as a villain, and if they brought Ronda Rousey in as someone who can just go toe-to-toe with her on a weekly basis, it is working. And Steph is working her tail off to make sure that it works. Like, she mm-hmm. has never been... she She's dialed it up to 11 every week, and every week you just want to see her just yeah, kill her, you know? And True. so far, I mean, they, they've delivered, like, to her credit... She's playing the heel so well that it doesn't matter that Ronda Rousey has a huge learning curve. And she does. Right. She's, you know, when you have enough of that physical charisma that she has, and she's got Kurt Angle to help her, and she's got Steph and Triple H just at their absolute authority figure worst. Like, Mm -hmm. when those two are on, they make wrestling better because you just want to see someone kill them. Yeah, so, yeah, I would agree with that. But my the biggest one is the Heyman promo at the end of Raw. Okay. So we saw for the first time ever a really really good Reigns promo back on SmackDown last week. It was exactly what mm-hmm. he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's never here. Oh, it's great. He has not been this. It's so everything, good. and they are trying hard to get people to cheer for Reigns. But but that was good. If they're gonna do it. That's the way. That to do was it. good. That was the way to do it. And so Heyman comes out to, you know. Re- rebuttal comes out with the title belt. <laughs> oh, that's good. And um, that's and and the first good. part is him just hyping up the title, mm-hmm. which I loved. Which they have to because they haven't given two craps about the title in two years. So yep. they really need. I mean, they to need to remind again. people that yep. oh, this is important. I you guess. only see it once every three months. Right. So Heyman is like talking about how how big this is, how how the commitment it takes to be champion, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like. No, it doesn't. Brock, the, Brock, it's never here. It's not much of a... Com- anyway. anyway, but it was... Heyman's great. Every time he talks, it's great. He's and all very this stuff. good. And so he kind of... Fin- and then he then he talked about Roman. He's like, you, you're you calling... You know, you're calling Brock out. You're doing all this stuff. How, you know, how could you do this? All this stuff. Way better than what I'm saying because Heyman's good. I understand. And then Reigns comes out. And I thought, oh no. You just had Heyman do... Have Reigns just respond next week. Like... Don't have him come out and exchange words with Paul Heyman. Because that's a good way to get embarrassed. It is. Yes. And Reigns nailed it. He said exact. He was like, oh, so you're out here? I called Brock a bitch last week, and he's not even out here to respond to this? Wow, he's even more than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And that, I mean, and there, some other stuff was done, and, and Heyman, Heyman does a good said. job of looking scared and, yes. and all this I'm stuff. I'm just an advocate. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was exactly 
what it needed to they be. And I was like, wow, okay, good job. This will tell you a lot because, as you know, I'm act like a real unironic Roman Reigns right. fan, right? Now, listen, I was talking to my buddy Jake about this. After Elimination Chamber, he texted me and he was like, man, I like Roman Reigns, but like, I don't... I don't care about this. Like, right. He just won that match. Right. And I didn't even, care either. Like, we were like... Nobody cared. And we, like, we've been... We, I say me and my friend, They'd not They even 50-50 booked if I had Braun Strowman yeah. beat him up We after. were behind, and we were like, hey, we, we've been behind Roman, and even we going into this feud, we're like... Well, you have. Look, I'm not glad. Me, that's but... what I mean. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to get it over with, and, like, they're capable of putting on a good match. We've seen it before, but, like, True. I don't care about True. seeing this story anymore. Right. And that one promo two weeks ago now just... I I I, te- I was like, I'm in. I, yeah, that's it. That's the story. And again, it's a simple like. I'm a wrestler. You're a prize fighter. You don't care about these people. You don't care about this title, and they can boo me all they want. But I will be here with this title week in and week out, putting on a show for them. That's all you need to Which do. The and ironic if they part is change any of that, then they're gonna blow it. But that's I a very agree. simple story. They're but telling you it know well. what the Just ironic part is. That is 100% John Cena. Maybe he, he people need to be cutting those promos on John Cena because he's doing I know, the same thing. I know they need to be. Um, this but, could, but that this that year. was exactly the same thing. John, they're literally taking the John Cena Rock thing and doing it again, but trying. But, to, but the, the difference is they're trying to get Brock booed. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to get the Rock booed. Right. And and so, but it's like the same thing. That's yeah. part of the reason why I was so up on Cena during this whole Rock Cena feud. Mm-hmm. Because everything he said was right and, yeah. and fantastic, yeah. and so it was the same type of thing that they're finally doing right with uh, this. Well, and so I'm I'm impressed. So for my pop to be something Roman Reigns was a part of, means that it was pretty good. Did, the, I think they figured it out. Like we we talked about this before, but the worst thing a wrestler can be in the eyes of fans is unworthy, mm-hmm. and that's yep. been Roman Reigns' problem for so long. But if he finally is smart enough to come out against Brock and be like, "Look, you you don't deserve all of this." It's true. And I might, like, they might not like me, but at least I'm here, and they know that, and they've seen me bust my tail, you know, for years. Like, that that could work. And if they, it's one of those things, like, we were talking about this, I think, before we went on the air. Like, right now, the WrestleMania card It could be great teetering. or horrible. It's teetering on the edge of, like, just a really fantastic show or... Terrible. So bad. And, yeah... That's a great place to be in, though. WrestleMania season is so fun because everything has direction. It's true. You know that what is I mean? true. That's true. There, there's an end game for, you know, there, there's a destination for everything. Absolutely. That's true. But um, anyway, so that was our pop and flops for this week. And we'll take a short break, and then we'll be back, and Harris will uh, delve into our topic for this week. This match was supposed to be a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. That was my understanding. But after searching this entire godforsaken country, I couldn't find a pole that would hold that big, fat battle axe. I'm not sure the Eiffel Tower would do the trick, to be quite honest. So, so, bro, this match is now officially a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. A what? Judy Bagwell on a forklift, you deaf? All right, and we're back here on Behind the Gorilla. And 
I'm going to now let Harris take it away with our topic oh for boy. this week. All right, pressure's on. I haven't done this in a while. All right, so Mark, this is my segue. Bearing in mind that you know what I'm about to talk about this week. I didn't until just a second ago. Yeah, I gave it away with my tease. Uh, what is your least favorite gimmick match of all time? Which I is, hate anything on a pole match with a passion. It's a little... I I'm, hate uh, glad to hear you say that. Because this week, you know, when you look back in wrestling history, you have... The Undertaker and Mankind at Hell in a Cell. You know, you have Shawn Michaels. R.I.P. Mick Foley. Oh, man. In the latter match, right? You have all these iconic stipulations. And I think we can all agree that one gimmick match they will never base a pay-per-view around is the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. Now, say what you... Oh, man. Yep. I said it out loud, Ooh. and I'm I'm laughing a little just thinking about it. So say what you uh, will. This might we might have hit on the positive aspect of this already. It certainly had a very natural build up to this pay per view. Now I don't know. Now whether the build should have been there at all is the other. Well, question, look, but we didn't. We talked about this actually earlier. We it, it was not our intention to just make this show all of the stupid things that WCW has ever done, <laughs> and we're going to try to focus more on WWF in the past. But this is. This is actually one of my first memories of wrestling was listening to another wrestling podcast and they were talking about weird gimmick matches. And I heard one of them throw this out there. Like, wasn't there a Judy Bagwell on a forklift match? And they laughed and moved on. I had never looked into that (laughs) until this week when we started this podcast and I said, I know what I want to do for homework. Right, right. I want to go dig up old episodes at Nitro. So, I don't know how familiar you are with the build to this story, but you can't just start off. With someone's mother being put on a forklift. No, so let's of course back up. not. Let, let's go back to the beginning. The year was 2000 when oh, that, see, that's a everything right in WCW was on fire. We talked about something that happened in the year oh, 2000 man. on Nitro. Mm. Actually on Thunder, but so, then on Nitro. And then Slambury. That's the context of what's going on. So as a wrestling fan, if you're watching at this point, which you're probably not, unless you're Mark's dad. It's true. It's just... It's all going bananas. And one of the things that is happening at this point is a man named Marcus Bagwell, better known as Buff, and it's fitting. Buff Daddy. Has brought, you know, there's a long history of valets in wrestling and, you know, women of your affection who come to the ring and help you and distract your opponents. And you would think, this is the first thing that struck me as weird, you would think for a guy like Buff Bagwell, who clearly takes a lot of pride in, like, being this macho man, he could find a valet that wasn't his mother. But yeah. it's it's he's being led to the ring and you know just kind of hanging about with and managed by Judy Bagwell, his mother. Now I couldn't find the exact like origin of this. Maybe you know. I, I couldn't find the episode. I, I don't. I don't. I couldn't know. find the episode where he was like, "Hey, here's my mom, and I brought her out here for this." Like I don't know why she's there. There are a couple things that are pretty clear. She's not that used to being there like this is a recent occurrence and i i I don't know if he instigated this feud or not or he brought her onto the show but chris canyon decided that okay i want a feud with buff bagwell i'm gonna go after his mother naturally interesting look in wrestling weirder things have definitely <laughs> happened you know that that's fairly straightforward stalk, it's a wcw thing i think because ddp came to WWE and stalk the Undertaker's wife. I don't know. It's true. He did. Sidebar. We'll get back to that later. So that, you know, all right, makes sense. One week, he's in the middle of, of this other shtick that he does where he's 
basically just shamelessly stealing from DDP. I think it's kind of one of those things where, having not watched all of Nitro in 2000, he, he kind of, it's like a, it's kind of like a middle school crush. Like, you want one person to notice you, but they don't. Okay. So you, like, talk to someone else a lot and just kind of hope that they notice you. He's pretending to do all this stuff like DDP. So when he'll come out to the ring when his Who music is hits. Canyon or Canyon, Bagwell? Canyon okay. is. Okay. Canyon is the heel in this situation. We'll, like, throw up the right, DDP right. hand symbol. His finisher is the Canyon Cutter, which he totally invented. It's not a diamond cutter. It's different. Wink, wink, you know? Right, right. And the announcers make a point of pointing that out so there's this weird undercurrent where he keeps trying to be like ddp throughout all this i don't really know where that goes but it i don't even know if it's important maybe to the that story, should but be it, where we pick up just all of wcw in the year 2000 <laughs> just from start to finish we're gonna watch it every week we could do it like a whole season and where try it's like, to all right, explain this, it this season on, i actually really like that this <laughs> season on behind month the gorilla by month. we're gonna go month by month and so wow. for the next 12 episodes oh, we're man, gonna I do really like all that. the weird things that happen in each month that's actually oh, not a bad idea. That is a idea. good idea. But like, we could do that 2000, 2000, like just from 2000 the to the end of, of that's, Nitro. Wow. I like that idea. We should, we, we, might, we might do that. We might do that. Who we knows? Might, we're going to file that away. Yeah. So Chris Canyon, in a feud with Buff Bagwell, hits the Canyon Cutter on Judy Bagwell. As one does, right? Does she take it like a champ? She, oh, you know, she took it. I mean. Better, she, better or worse than Vince McMahon taking a Stone Cold Stunner? Oh, worse. Really? Like, what? Well, Cause she, she. Have she's you seen wrestling. the first time? Oh, the first Stone time. Cold? No, it's about like that. Okay. I thought you meant like later, like once he no, got no, no, no. it. No, no, about, no, no, no. I'm talking about the original. No, she takes a bump about as well as okay. anyone's first bump, and she doesn't really get better because okay. spoiler alert, she takes a couple. Okay. So the next okay. the next week, oh, no. and this is kind of where I tune in. We find Judy Bagwell backstage in a neck brace, of course, natural because she does. She just took a cutter. She's yeah. A, old she's an old lady she can't handle this Mm-mm. and buff bagwell's back there with his brother and he's like look man just get her out of here it's too it's too unsafe back here with chris canyon running around like we can't we can't risk it who knows what he's going to do to her he already hit her with his finisher why do you let her come so, you know i don't know why is she there <laughs> but look the smart thing he's the buff bagwell is in some ways the smartest person i've ever seen in wrestling okay because as i as we join this story he the first thing he says is Get her out. Take her to the car and drive away. I got to go do this match, but crazy stuff happens here. This is wrestling. Okay. Get her out. That's fair. And he goes off to have his match, and his brother's like, all right, come on. Let's go. Let's go. So he brings her out to the car. Cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break, and we see security camera footage of the limo. And she's being led into the limo, and then another guy comes up and is like, hey, hey, Buff Bagwell's brother, we, you got to get out there. He's getting beat up. You need to help him. His brother says, okay, sprints back inside. And then Chris Canyon walks up out of nowhere, takes her out of the limo, Canyon Cutter, in the parking lot. <laughs> Again, this is all on security camera footage. But just like, oh, and he got does some it. big extra, having, having a wig being like. Well, no, he does it. No, this is even funnier. He does it off camera. It's an implied Okay, canyon. even So better. he grabs her by the neck because it's basically, it's just a diamond cutter. Right. And walks until like he is off screen and then starts to run forward a little bit so it's implied that he hit it like right as he got off screen of course so you don't have to so you don't have to keep hitting her with canyon cutters well at least cutters. they didn't kill her that's so that's good. you know that's week two already she's eaten two canyon cutters in a neck brace oh before he hit her with it he ripped the neck brace off oh too. yeah of course so her neck is you gotta get access double, to, you know, whatever healing had happened in a week has been undone it's gone so now it's the next week 
and now we've we've regressed a little bit because oh, oh no buff bagwell comes out to ringside and he's brought his mother with him why because he's got to keep an eye on her this is what the commentary okay. team is talking about no it makes no sense okay. he started off so strong he's like hey you just shouldn't be here like the best way to not get beat up by wrestlers is to not be around wrestlers like, don't be in just the building stay home <laughs> yeah. again i don't know why he brought her to the show in the first place or why he can't just send her home now but naturally after poor judy having been hit with two canyon cutters he oh. says all right enough is enough we're gonna settle this like men so he goes out into the ring and he's doing his little buff strut and posing for the camera and he says all right buff back yeah all right chris canyon Get out here. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, you hurt my what? mom. We're going to fight. Well, it, it, it makes sense though, right? Like you, I'm the face in this scenario. You hurt my mom. I'm standing up for her. We're going to have a match. Like that's how things work in wrestling. That but is it, true. It's not that's even the true. pay-per-view yet. So we got to build up to this a little bit more. So Chris Canyon's music hits and nothing happens. And he takes the mic and he's, you know, talk, talks a little bit of trash. Says, oh, you know, hey. You're coward, you know, whatever. Come on out. Music plays again. Nothing happens. Interesting. Nothing happens. He just gets no-showed twice. Okay. And finally, okay. Buff Bagwell looks around and says, Hey, well, you know what? You know, you guys paid to see me, and you got to see me regardless, and he's too chicken to come fight me, so hit my music. And his music hits, and he's doing his little strut, and he poses, and then Judy Bagwell does his buff strut, and she poses for the camera, and then the camera drops to the ringside, and the announcer's like, "What? What's going on? What's happening?" And the cameraman leaps into the ring, clocks him, rips off like this prosthetic nose and a wig. It's Chris Canyon. Of course. Commentary is gold, by the way. He's like, "Oh, you mean this company pays him so little? He's got to dress and work as a cameraman too." Oh, I hate that guy. I forgot his name. I his don't... name's Mark something. The guy know. who took over for Bobby the Brain. He wants the, to be Bobby. The color guy. Pretty, pretty I'm badly. not a fan. I'm not a fan. Anytime you they show them in any of this period, you can just see Tony Schiavone sitting there in the middle with this, this he face. He looks, yes. With this face That's of exact. everything we're doing it's, is crap and there's nothing I can do around about him it. Who are like trying way too hard and it's him in the middle just yep. looking When Mike Tanay's there, it's much better. Okay. But Mike Tanay a lot of times is doing the interviews but anyway, backstage. So but, he, oh. you know... Disguises himself as a cameraman. It's honestly, it's done really well because he's the guy filming Buff like posing, right? And then drops the camera. And the way it plays out, like it's a cool little little bit. And Judy Bagwell realizes who it is, and she starts to walk backstage. And he is slowly following her backstage. And he like presumably he's a grown man. If he wanted to catch up with her and hit her with a canyon cutter, he could. He doesn't do that. He's just kind of. You know, it's like a horror movie. Like, she's running and looking over her shoulder, and he's kind of just keeping up. And he's like, come on, what are you doing? And, you know, just want to talk. You want to slap me again? What's going on? And she's like, no, no, no. She's running. (laughs) And she gets backstage, and she gets, you know, through. You see people in the hallways, and she gets back out into the parking garage, and she gets backed up against the car. And Chris Canyon ops says, you know what? I've hit you. You know, I've, I've hit her with a canyon cutter twice now. I'm just going to throw her in the trunk of what presumably is his car. Opens the trunk, throws middle-aged Judy Bagwell in a neck brace inside his car, slams the trunk shut, and peels off. Okay. And at this point, I thought, oh, so that must be how we get to the match. Because he's got her and he won't give her back unless they have some sort of gimmick match, right? There's still a week left in this build. Okay. And I don't 
I literally, tonight, I was looking this up, trying to find the video. I couldn't find it. At some point between that moment and the next episode of Nitro... Probably on Thunder. Oh, oh crap. That's probably it. I didn't know they did... That's right, because it it's like Raw and SmackDown. Thunder's on the Wednesdays. Other... Dadgummit, that would be it. it okay. The problem is there's no Thunder episodes on the network Oh, that yet, makes me feel and better. And they're hard to find. That makes me feel it's better. It's kind of hard to find. Presumably at yeah. some point... It happened with me with Arquette. Okay. David Arquette won the title oh, on Thunder, right, not right. on Nitro. So for me to find... Yeah. I couldn't find the whole show to watch. Sure. There was a lot of other stuff that okay. happened. And I just had to read about it That'd and then, be it like, then. Okay. find the clips and Presumably stuff, yeah. on Thunder, yeah. they made some sort of an agreement, sort of like a prisoner of war exchange, where he says, hey, I'll give you back your mom, but we have to fight for her to serve as our valet at this next pay-per-view. And we're not going to do it in, like, a traditional match. We're going to do it in a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. I assume that's what happened because the next okay. time we see them, the next episode of Nitro, Buff Bagwell comes to the ring and then his mom comes to the ring and they take this opportunity to put Judy Bagwell on commentary. And you know how I told you, you know, wrestling is just better when it's Southern. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. When wrestling <laughs> is told from the perspective of a confused Southern woman who doesn't really know what's going on or what she signed up for, but boy, she loves her son. Like you feel like she's not really acting. She's just kind of hanging out. They're like, the next thing we see of her, like, last thing I saw, she got thrown in a trunk and, like, sped off. Right, right. And now she's on commentary, and they're like, so what do you think about being, you know, up up for grabs as a valet in this, you know, Judy Bagwell on a pole match? She's like, well, I'm sure, you know, I'm not happy about it, but I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. No, 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 no. She doesn't know, you know? And That's amazing. It's like, you can't, this is this is my only problem with this build. This not this not true. Logically speaking, though, <laughs> I was like, logically speaking, as a wrestling booker, like throwing someone into the trunk of your car and kidnapping them should be like the high point of tension. It should be pretty big. That should be the go home. Like, oh my goodness, I have to buy this pay per view to see what happens. And they brought her back. Like they brought her back next week. If you're gonna have him kidnap her. That that can't that be your buy? Can't he just say, "Hey, if you want your mom back, come fight me at New Blood Rising this Sunday"? Like, I you can't come that back makes down. A lot more sense. You can't come back down from a kidnapping, and pretend like yeah. it's fine. That yeah, that, I, I'm yeah, left with so yeah. many questions. I don't even know how we got to this point. But at any rate, the go home show after all of this, after Canyon Cutters and the kidnapping, is Buff Bagwell losing a match because he's so busy waiting for Chris Canyon to attack his mom at commentary. So he loses like a seven-minute match to Vito. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, so this is clearly like the lower-level whatever. Doesn't matter. Right. And that's the go-home show. Oh, man. So at that point, we're going into the pay-per-view New Blood Rising, and my favorite part about this, hands down, is that they have sold this as a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. The whole time, I'm pretty sure they decided they didn't need a big go-home angle because people were going to tune in just to see how in the world they put Judy Bagwell on a pole. That's fair. That's a fair assumption. I'm pretty impressed with that, quite frankly, <laughs> because you. this is back when, like, you know, selling it, they were literally selling it. Like, it wasn't like a subscription on the network. You had to shell out, right. you know, like 40, 50 bucks. And I guarantee you there's people out there that said, how in the heck are they going to? Yeah, all right, fine. I'll bite on that. <laughs> 
And as a result, they literally, they address this. They're talking about it on commentary. They're like, how is this going to work? How are they going to put her up on the pole? And then Chris Canyon's music hits, and he's got her on a forklift. And as she gets, like, he's driving the forklift. He's got a little hard hat on. You know, he's proud as he can be. Which, again, makes it look like he just kidnapped her and right. like, brought her to the ring. Right. I don't, should have just not had the other episode of Nitro. I, I don't... Without watching this episode of Thunder, I have so many questions. I yeah. don't know why she's consenting to any of this. I don't know why she's on the show to begin with. But okay. she just loves her son, so here we are. <laughs> this is wrestling. And she comes down, and they're like, why doesn't she just hop off? Because it's about four inches off the ground. Even though she's agreed to do this, so presumably she could just stick around anyway. And then you realize that she's been zip-tied to the forklift. And he gets down to ringside, pushes a little button, and the forklift like raises up. So she's standing on a little platform on the forklift, but she's probably, you know, like six, seven feet off the ground, just kind of standing there hollering, you know. <laughs> and then Buff Bagwell comes out. And once again, Buff Bagwell has started off this story as the smartest man I've ever seen in wrestling. Just leave. Yeah. Just and leave. what's... He's regressed again, but then he redeems himself. Because his music hits, he doesn't, like, he saunters down a little bit, and then he just runs to the forklift and hits the button, like, to lower yes! it again. Like, he's just yes! like, what am I, no, all right, I'll get it down right now. That's what I was about now. to say. Yeah, was like, he literally does. Uh, I was it's, like, did he just push the button? Yes. It's one of the smartest things I've ever seen in wrestling. And then the match hasn't started yet. Right. So, you know, Chris Canyon charges back out, throws him into the ring, okay, and then the bell fine. rings. that's fine. That's fine, No, though. it's brilliant, though, right? That's, that's like, great. oh, okay, that... Right, of course, because like, why, why don't you just you? climb up the ladder and grab the belts? Like yes. that, that that's one of the problems exactly. with certain you know exactly. certain matches. Yeah. So why don't you just walk out the door of un- the cage? Unfortunately, you could just walk right out. Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. The worst. Yeah. So perfect. perfect. Unfortunately, I wish I could say that they put on this like thirty minute classic and we're like scrambling around on the forklift and jumping off the forklift. They don't interact with the forklift. The match itself is the most disappointing part of this whole story <laughs> because it's not even. Like, a pole match, I don't know if I've ever seen a good one, but you understand the theory. Like, if you hang weapons from poles, you climb up one of them, and you grab it, and hey, now you have a weapon. But even then, it's very easy for the stipulation to get confusing, or like, hey, if I got a thing from the pole that doesn't end the match, can I use it? Can other people use it? That's what happened in the Bailey feud. Right. This match is not built around, like, oh, the first one to get her down from the forklift wins. Oh. It's just a match. Oh. They sold us on a lie. Oh. So you would think, and Mark, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am that I picked this match when I did. (laughs) Because you think the same disappointment I felt, which is, oh, man, like, they just... They don't even have to get it. Like, they mentioned a few times at this point, like, oh, if he taps here, like, he's gonna lose his mom. Whatever that is. You know, they're okay. they're riffing about what it's going to be like for Judy Bagwell to have to valet for Chris Canyon and all this stuff, right? Like she couldn't just go home. But right. Yeah. Like she, it's legally binding, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Again, I don't know why she was there at all. I don't know why she consented to any of this. It's not explained. All questions right now. I kind of like it better that way, quite frankly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So after, you know, like a eight-minute fine, you know, match in the middle middle of this card he hits the canyon cutter and everybody freaks out you know goes for the pin one two 
just barely kicks out. What? Everybody says, whoa, he You can't out kick of out of a cutter? You don't do that. The diamond cutter, that. nobody kicked it's out okay. of a diamond Well, that's what, cutter. and, you know, somebody starts saying, oh, it was a slow count. It had to be nobody kicks out. Nobody kicks out of the canyon cutter. Then the music hits. And I'm DDP? thinking, oh, who is this? Is it going to be, D-? yeah, like you would think, okay, Here's is it going to be like five DDP, DDP comes down to make the save? And then just diamond and you cutters understand, everyone. I don't know any storylines happening right now other than that he's got this weird like fascination with ddp and i don't know anybody's theme music in wcw in 2000 and so i hear the music right and i'm like okay is this gonna be like i don't know rick flair's in wcw hanging out is this gonna be sting oh you would know if it was rick flair's right, i know music. if it, that's true i do know what rick flair's music sounds like so that one was wrong <laughs> i didn't think that at the time you because know what, you know what sting's music is i i don't know his wcw music oh, no. that's a shame. but it doesn't matter listen Mark, right. just fair, fair, listen fair. to me. I'm thinking, okay, is this going to be like Psycho Sid? Who? All these other people they're talking about in different angles. All I'm I think doing it's right now be is thinking them, right? about all these other bad angles in WCW at the time that I could do an episode on. That's all I'm thinking about right okay. now. <laughs> I'm just like thinking of all these other let things. Me, um, let me ask but, you uh, something. What if we were to tie in to one you've already done? The music oh. hits and the commentator David says, Arquette comes out? Oh, no. It's the world champion. Former WCW champion David Arquette is here. Yes. Yes, dude. And I freaked last night in my couch. Yes. I freaked out. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, he did it. I didn't know he was still yeah. around. It was like a month later. I, I didn't, didn't know, know he that still either. Came back. He comes sprinting oh, down that's to amazing. the ring. Chris Canyon is like, heck yeah, my guy. Actor David Arquette. Canyon still's got a lot left.
Actor David Arquette grabs the hard hat that he wore to the ring, climbs up on the stairs, clocks Buff Bagwell with it. Yes! Chris Canyon goes for the pin, and he kicks out of the hard hat hit. (laughs) Buff Bagwell is unstoppable. He hulks up. He literally comes all the way back to Chris Canyon and win the match. What does he win with? I don't know. What do you I was mean you too don't busy know? looking at David Arquette. I don't know what his move set is. His finisher was a blockbuster. He came well, then up he, with that move. Then he probably hit that. You, you know, know, Seth Rollins does that move. I now. was too busy watching David Arquette <laughs> run around ringside like a chicken with his head cut off. Oh, it's a there glorious no, sight. It made me think about like the silver lining we got out of it last week because there is nothing more fun in wrestling than unexpected David Arquette. Quite frankly, and, and, and just I kind of wish he was and still how around. How much he enjoys it. You can tell how much fun he's having yes, just by watching him. You could. He was so happy to be there. So like That's he gets amazing. he gets knocked into the ring and there's no DQs called. Like the ref is right there. Sure. I guess in a forklift match there's no DQs. All bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets you know, they both hit Buff Bagwell, Buff Bagwell rebounds, hits them both with a clothesline. I hit what I assume is his finisher. I was not paying attention to that at this point. <laughs> and wins the match. Runs out, gets his mom down from the forklift. They wander off. I don't even care about this anymore. Right, David Arquette right, right. is back. <laughs> Literally, like, there's there's nothing like unexpected David Arquette. It's true. I wish it, I wish. It's amazing. I hope it happens more often in the course of this show. I kind of doubt it. I, I, yeah, but I knowing know. it's coming kind of defeats the whole purpose. But anyway, David Arquette says, man, you were so close. That was really great. That was really great. And Chris Canyon says, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Canyon Cutter to of David course. Arquette. Of course. David Arquette sells it like death. It's oh, he's great. great. Just, he's just dead on the ring. Yep. Chris Canyon gets up and walks out. And somebody on commentary says, ah, the fallen warrior. And that's how this story ends. With David Arquette <laughs> just dead in the middle of the ring. The whole angle ends the with fallen David warrior. Arquette. It all he's comes back to of, David Arquette. He's not been a part of anything. And no, then the whole angle ends it. with him. He just runs in. Oh my god! In gosh. the last two minutes of the match. That's amazing. Oh, th- That's it, the best possible ending so, to that angle. Yes, I know. There's so There are going to be so many episodes of this show where we wish David Arquette had just run in. That's going to be the, the new thing. And Our new thing is just going to be like, does David Arquette come out? Oh, man. I You have no idea how happy I was when that happened. <laughs> and it, there was a very real, like, this would not have worked for anyone at the time because they would have been like, oh, yeah, that's David Arquette's music. Right. Legitimately, I had no idea. Yeah. I, pr- I mean, I would have probably known, too. It so was that's, fantastic. That is that's so, amazing. Once again, David Arquette seems to be the only silver lining in this story. <laughs> I'm not sure. I had fun watching it. I I respect Buff Bagwell for making two intelligent decisions that and don't some quite intelligent decisions. Cancel out, yeah, a lot of his other ones cuz he doesn't if you had to like pick a like on the scale of intelligence as a wrestler, he looks a lot more like on the Ryback side. Yeah. Than like the Ric Flair yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. The man's name is Buff for crying out loud. Like yeah, he's. Yeah. And I was telling Mark before this, I I had never I'd heard the name Buff Bagwell a lot before I actually saw him. And when I saw a picture of him for the first time, I thought, oh okay. <laughs> a lot of things make sense. Yeah, now. that's about if right. If you've been listening to this whole show by any chance and, and you don't know what Buff Bagwell looks like, it'll make sense. Trust yeah. me. You'll it'll it'll make a lot more sense. But. I'm not going to lie, it was hard for me to really hate this, because 
the stakes were so low. Like, if it had been for the title, like we talked about last week, way worse. Yeah. <laughs> this is, but it's not. Like, and all the stuff happening in the title, again, this is the same year. I think it's honestly easier to disregard that a little bit more. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and watch whatever match Booker T had for the title that night, but I'm going to go back and watch the forklift match again. You know? <laughs> I'm way more into that. That's fair. I think it's, it's kind of like we talked about last week, honestly. Like, when you devalue your title, the thing we're supposed to take seriously, we're going to rebel against that. Like, it's a true. lot. But there true. is always room in wrestling for stupid stuff to happen. Even if we don't appreciate it at the time, I feel like we'll look back, like, in 10 years, somebody will be doing a podcast and talk about how dumb the Ambrose Asylum match is. Mm-hmm. But if you watch that with, like, no expectations, it's fine. It's dumb, but... But it's fine. Chris Jericho takes a back full of thumbtacks to the end. He does. That was David awesome. Arquette. It, it, the, the only better thing than or yeah, the only thing that will satisfy me when it's not a David Arquette run in is just thumbtacks. <laughs> I don't that's know. True. Thumbtack, thumbtacks are enjoyable, but yeah, that that is um, that's quite a that's quite a story. I that we went. I through. enjoyed it. There were ups and downs. I was there happy. were twists and turns. Boy, boy, and then there was a David Arquette. There's running. a David Arquette running. The only that way was, to end an angle. That was when I knew I'd made the right decision because I was like, this went from pretty good to one of the best things I've ever seen, and I guarantee you nobody was saying that at the time. No, but here we are. But we are now. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That's all I got. That's this week. That's that's so good. Ever, everything, anything David Arquette is automatically going to be uh, up, up there. Yep. Up there for us, for sure. Yep. Man, and also, you just saying that just made me think of a bunch of things. <laughs> Good. You know what? You know what's one thing I thought about with why we've been doing all WCW ones? Because they had it, a lot of stupid stuff. Well, no, no not even true, that. So. But because we're kind of trying to think, well, I mean, and this isn't necessarily true, but we're kind of trying to think out of the box like mm-hmm. like stuff that maybe the casual fan wouldn't know obviously that's true me doing david arquette everyone knows about that and yeah stuff, you know so that's not necessarily true but we're trying to do more stuff like that i feel like everyone knows everything that's happened in wwe that's what happens that's when you true. win the that's war part of it everyone rem- like you constantly push your own stuff and they're a lot more willing to point out all the stupid so, like, stuff that happened everyone in knows wwe history a little bit I think the average WWE watcher uh-huh. knows a lot more about WWE history than mm-hmm. they would NWA and WCW. Now, so I think that's why when we're trying to think of stuff, we're trying to think of stuff maybe that's not necessarily what everyone already knows. That's true. Well, when I think of like... Because like, you could think of really dumb WWE stuff like but, Mae Young in the hand yeah. and the gobbledygooker and, and things like that. But I've, it's like I've actually thought about some of those. And those yeah. are so bad, but... You constantly hear about him on WWE, t- even on TV. That's true. That's so it's true. just kind of like as, it's not as deep cut. it's not as fun. That's true to research. I think I guess it's more no, fun to true. research ones. Like and even with the David Arquette, I didn't know about all the stuff that happened before and after. Really, yeah, I didn't know really the build up or yeah. the aftermath or the title reign. Because they don't I talk didn't about really that know much about on the that network, as much. Believe it or not. So so and even Shockmaster, everyone knows the Shockmaster, but I didn't know. You know, we didn't know about the build-up, the match that happens after, after yeah. that. Yeah. So I think that's, that's so true. we you can still do that with these older things, and you know, in other companies yeah. that you just aren't gonna hear constantly. That's mentioned. true. And we are, I think, now that we've actually like both voiced it, because I think we've both been thinking it, we're gonna try to make an effort to like yeah. dig a little bit deeper to find dumb stuff that happened. Because 
Well, there it's not is. Exclusive to one no, there's so my favorite, many dumb. One of my favorite things about this was when you fire up a WCW pay per view or an episode of Nitro. Half the time, your ad will be for the Monday Night War documentaries, yeah. where they just fart on WCW for like four hours. It's true. It's you gotta, sad. It's sad, but look, true. Look, if I were Vince McMahon, I'd probably never stop thumping my chest about that either. Yeah, but it's fair. It's it's kind of funny at this point. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, burying Sting in his only WrestleMania match, because you just gotta. We're not gonna talk about that right now. We've gone on way too long. That's very angry. You talk about a, Ooh, a nerve. Really bad. You talk about touching Ooh. a nerve, man. I of everything WWE has ever done in ever, I think bad. that might be the most insulting thing I've ever seen. We're going to have a new segment that's just Mark yelling about stuff. It's all yelling about WWE. Being a WCW <laughs> fan, it's just still yelling about WWE and that, how terrible it is. I, I love that because I know I've told you this. Like when you first told me you were a huge WCW fan. And how serious it was compared to WWE. I was like, David Arquette, though. Like, that was, that's the first thing I think of. That's true. But man, WCW in 2000 was nuts. Like, if, yes. that, if that hadn't yes. been WCW, if that was just a show that was on now, I would watch it. <laughs> it's the fact that it had this yeah. legacy of like being taken remotely seriously. That's the problem. That man. made it such a dumpster fire. You talk about just. A downward spiral off the rails but, crazy yeah. environment but honestly like if you're a character I, this is the kind of stuff i expect from a character like buff bagwell true that that's, is true that's the silver lining of this whole thing is it wasn't for the title this was not right meant to be taken seriously and i i have a lot of patience for that in wrestling when it's appropriately low on the card i love the nonsense that we can get into and i think we're going to be coming back to buff bagwell because just reading the yeah. man's Wikipedia page, I thought, wait, what? Oh, that's, oh, okay. And that's just his wrestling career. There are a handful of uh, Buff okay. Bagwell things that we definitely I actually, I have one with. more. This isn't an episode, but I just want to close with this. Um, you know, when you open his Wikipedia page, it says, you know, mother, probably only because of this angle, this is mother, Judy Bagwell. Spouse. Married 2001 to 2014. I'm not kidding. He married a woman named Judy Bagwell. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, that's I'm, about right. I'm dropping the mic on that. Oh, man. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. If you did listen to this, wow. First of all, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, Tell us. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla tweet us with any comments or uh you know questions suggestions 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 yep suggestions for uh stuff you might want us to cover we'll definitely look into those for sure and and you know leave us a review on itunes those always help we have one yeah so uh, i should have pulled up who it we was. don't know who it is i feel we bad have now shout outs to you we we really appreciate that um <laughs> Uh, we've gotten some feedback on a little bit of feedback on Twitter. We appreciate that too. Um, so any of you that do listen to the show, we thank you because, well, just because I, we appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing these too. Honestly, mm-hmm. I. Yep. It's and, such uh, a fun well to dive into. It you is. Know? It's enjoyable. So yeah, follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. You can follow, or if you want to email questions, you can email them at behindgorilla at gmail.com and then uh, if 
you want to follow me, me, my Twitter page is at Marky Mark Brand. I'm at Harris Wilson. Anyway, that's if it. If you listen to the very end, DM me and we'll send you a special prize. <laughs> well, that is it. We're done. We're done. We're done with this week's episode. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back next week. All the episodes drop Monday at noon. That's going to be the new time I try and drop all of cool. them. Perfect. So Monday at noon, be sure and tune in next week. 